You want to talk about something crazy? That was nuts. I was just, I went on a trip to a different dimension. It, I, I felt like I was going so fast. It was like I was in a starship and all the stars were going flying by me. And I was like trying to fight it. And then I finally just said, okay, don't fight it. Don't fight it. You know, let it happen. Just let it happen. And then when I got to the end of my journey, um, I was there with, with a Jedi. And we had a very, I said, dude, I swear, I swear. And so I had this conversation with this Jedi Knight. I think it was Ahsoka Tano. And, and I remember this might be going into the podcast, by the way, keep going. That's fine. I don't care. This is an amazing story. So, so, um, I'm standing there and I'm having this conversation with this Jedi Knight and I'm thinking to myself, this is the most profound and amazing conversation that I've ever had in my entire life. I cannot wait to go and share everything I learned with everyone. And then I woke (laughs) up, (laughs) then I woke up. Born and raised in Knoxville, Tennessee, Farragut High School. We saying that right, Farragut? Man, that's right. That's good. Yeah, that's good go. for you. That's know, really good. That high school's come up a few times, you know, and, and yeah. some old stories. But right. Tyson was a, a self-made guy. He wasn't drafted. He bounced around a few different spots and then wound up in Atlanta, uh, which I'm extremely fortunate. This guy, I forgot to mention, Wake Forest, Demon Deke Hall of Fame. This guy right here with the Johnny Cash shirt on. But right. when... When you and I were on the field together, I felt like it was like having two coaches out there. We could make adjustments on the field, get guys on the same page. Or, you know, when we come off on a series, we knew before we got to the bench. And I think now when you have guys like that in the offensive line, especially with a young quarterback, it just helps out so much. And us two together, you know, Batman and Robin, a guy was bright. Uh, he doesn't look very smart, but yeah. I tell you, yeah. uh, he, he was extremely smart. And Tyson, where are you at now? You're in uh, Mayberry, right? That's right. Um, we live in Mount Airy, North Carolina, which is, which is where Andy Griffith's from. So we live in Mayberry. You being a free agent in Denver, tell us how that all went down. Were you there uh, at a whole training camp? I was there the whole training camp. And I, I mean, I, I just wasn't very good, right? I didn't, I didn't know how to be a, I didn't know how to be a pro. I didn't know how to prepare. You know, the the schemes were so much more complicated than, you know, anything I had been a part of before. Um, at the end of camp, I got the boot. I mean, rightfully so. I mean, I I wasn't very good. I bounced around, went to New York for a couple of weeks, Chargers for a week. I got released, and then Denver ended up bringing me back. I think about. By week eight, I was I was unemployed for a few weeks there. The first half of the season, uh, got picked up by them late. I mean, like I had to learn a whole playbook in a night, right? From protections and and run game. And so when I got released and I went to New York, and they just handed me this big book, and I just you know, and I just stayed up all night and committed the protections to memory, committed what I could remember about the runs. Uh, so it's a funny story. So I got the day I got there. Um, I signed my contract, passed my physical, and I went straight to a meeting room, right? About halfway through the meeting, some guy walks in and hands me a playbook. And the meeting was over 20 minutes later, and then it was like, throw your, throw your stuff on. We got practice in 15 minutes. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's okay. You know, like, I'm just going to run a card anyway, is what I'm thinking, uh-huh. you know? <clears throat> and so we go out there, and, you know, we're practicing, and we're doing our thing. And at the end of practice... Tom Coughlin's like, ones versus ones. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm watching this, right? <laughs> they got Kurt Warner out there. You know, Eli's 
the backup at the time, first round pick, right? The the prize, the crown jewel. Right. I'm watching this thing, and but you know they're not carrying, they're not carrying eleven or twelve linemen, right? There's only probably eight on the roster, and then me and one other guy on a practice squad. So the the twos run some stuff, and you know when I where I came from in Denver, man, it was all zone. Coach blows the whistle, and he's like, all right, twos versus twos. I start looking around, and I'm like, damn, that's me. <laughs> And so, so I run out there and I hop in the huddle and I'm playing guard, right? Which I hadn't played. Walk up there and the center's like, I got your back, man. I got you. I'm like, cool. We break the huddle. I get up there. I look at him like, what we got? And it's just crickets. He probably didn't know either, but he didn't say a word to me. And so I, you know, I do the old man. I guess I just better hit whoever's closest to me type deal. Right. Cause I don't have a clue, you know? And of course it's, it's a total disaster. And, uh, you know, it's a TFL and all this other stuff. And, and so I get back to the huddle. I'm like, man, well, I mean, please <laughs> just, just, just say, just give me a number and I'll go hit that guy. You know, I like just something, you know, and he's like, my bad. I got you. My bad. I got you. I'm like, all right, cool. cool. <laughs> so we break the whole again. Who this guy was? I can't, I wish, I wish I could, I wish I could remember. And, have uh, we might on. have to, we might have to. So, um, we get up there. And uh, it's it's worse than before, right? It's just it's some, it just just all blows up in my face, and 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 I think we only had, everybody was probably happy with me because we only had to do like two or three plays. But the real problem was is where was my coach? Like he sh- if like if I got a guy and I know he doesn't know what to do, right? I'm like grabbing him as he's walking out of the huddle, and I'll be something, right? Some kind of direction. Nothing. He's just standing back there watching. Like let's see what. Who was the old line coach at the uh, time? It was. Rule was one of them. There was two of them, and he was a good coach. I guess he, he just forgot that I <laughs> he just forgot that I was new, right? <laughs> oh, forgot that new guy was out there. Um, so uh, he probably didn't even know my name yet. So the whistle blows, and 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 Coughlin's just furious, right? You can imagine that guy just so mad, and he's, he's just like blows the whistle, and he's like, "This is a waste of my time. Get off the field." And I'm like, dude, they're going to cut me right now. I'm, I'm going to get cut before I get to the locker room. You know, this is just what a bad dream this was. I actually hung out on for two weeks. But then that night, that night, I went, to, I went to coach and I said, look, you need to give me a book. This game plan book ain't getting it done. And that's really where I learned how to learn an offense. Because, I, I mean, I can honestly tell you that when I was in Denver, I was there and I was going through the install and doing all that stuff. But I wasn't actually going back and, and putting it into terms that I could understand and, and finding out ways that I could group these protections together. Right. So that I could remember. And, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember them all just just as we put them in. And that's just stupid. You can't do that. And I just memorized the terms of protections. That's uh, crazy. Run, you know, I ga- remember <laughs> Gibbs yeah, used yeah. to always talk about, you know, what motivated you. Was it, you know, the opportunity for success or the no. fear of failure? Fear. And the fear of failure made you made you learn fear, that play. Fear, fear that is a powerful motivator. I mean, there's, no, there's no question about it, right? At Wake Forest, you were I, I played guard and tackle at Wake. I, um, we ran no huddle the whole time I was at Wake. Me and the center never came off the field. And so half the time, I didn't know what position I was going to play. Like, I just looked over and whatever kid came in, Y'all rolling, we were rolling uh, subs in and out. And me and the center stayed in the whole time. And so wow. a new left guard would come in and I'd just kind of stand around and look and say, okay, I'm going to go play right, right guard. And then I would, move, and I just moved around and played a bunch of different positions. I wasn't very good at guard. I, I didn't, my hands weren't nearly fast enough at the snap to be good at guard. Right. I mean, like you've got to go right there right now. Right. In the run game. Um, yeah. And, and I know game. what Tyson, what I was saying for you later on in your career and our time together in Atlanta, 
one of the things you were really good at and you really worked on was, you know, your hands flashing and yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, giving a guy a, a false read. And you see, you see the tackles that struggle today and the, the pass rushers, you know, they're working those hands. You got really good in your career at, at, at giving that defensive end a false read, showing him something, taking it away from him. And I think right. that wind up being one of your strongest points in your career. Well, what, what I tried to do, Mud, was I tried to, to, you know, what does this guy's number one thing that he likes to do, right? Is it the mm -hmm. long arm to the slap? You know, is it just a chop? And then I would give him something. What he wanted make, to see. What he wanted. Which right. is what he wants to do. And I would give it to him, and then I would take it away as fast as I could. And, you know, that usually worked for about a half, and then, you know, they, <laughs> <laughs> they, they adjusted, and then it got way harder at the end. But uh, yeah. two weeks of trying to play guard in New York. Uh, got released, went home for a week, and ended up out in, uh, in San Diego with Mike T. Burner doesn't even remember me going out there. If you ever, if you <laughs> add, if you ever have him on here, that's how memorable I was. Oh, I was we, were we were teammates for a week, and and when I I told him that one time, and he was like, "Man, you didn't, you weren't out there." And I was like, and "Yes, I was." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he has no idea I was out there. Um, you know, long enough to to get a a, a practice squad paycheck back home to Tennessee. And I was like, man, I just, I was thinking, I guess this is probably it. Right. You know, I mean, how many more teams are going to just bring me in for a look? And then Denver brought me back. I stayed there for the rest of the year. I actually got bumped up at the end. It looked like we weren't going to make the playoffs. You know how they do at the end of the season, they get rid of some they veterans. At the they, end. Yeah. they bring those guys up and, you know, but they made sure to wait so that I didn't get enough years towards the accredited <laughs> season, right? Just two games. <laughs> and then the playoff game doesn't count. So I was on the roster for the last two games of the season. And then we went and messed around and made the playoffs. And we went to Indianapolis and Peyton Manning absolutely torched us. It was. No, we who, that was uh, Greasy was a quarterback. in Denver was plumber. We were good, right? I mean, we had Al Wilson playing linebacker. He was um, good. Tom Nail, Tom, yeah, Tom Nail playing center. Uh, Dan Neal playing guard, even though I think Dan got hurt towards the end of the season. We weren't bad, you know, All and right. we just. Those guys we, were legendary, man. Yeah, Big George but, Foster. <laughs> Yes. The cold towel on his neck. But right when we got to Atlanta and, you know, I was on the practice squad in Atlanta that next year, um, we turned the tape on and Denver was playing in Miami and we turned the tape on and I'm like, and here's George Foster standing out there and he's got something and they were white. Playing them, it was like, it was the, one of the it first was, games. It was like season. opening, opening weekend, right? It, it had to have been Extremely close to hundred, a hundred degrees down there and the humidity. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't imagine. Uh, so, um, you know, I'm like, what is George got on his neck? And it was just this white thing on his neck. And then you watch him, he, he, they, he plays a play with a cold towel on his neck and he realizes he gra grabs it and he throws it on the ground and he goes running off. So I call him, you know, and I'm like, what are you doing, man? He said, like, yeah, I had a cold towel on my neck. It was hot. <laughs> and I've never, I've still never, I've never seen that again. I don't know. I mean, that may never happen again, but that was hilarious. That was uh, hilarious. End of the season. Anyway, Peyton Manning and the Colts uh, cleaned our clocks, sent us home. And then, lucky me, I got sent to NFL Europe when I was a Hamburg. It was the inaugural season of the Hamburg Sea Devils. Uh -huh. uh, and my, a fellow Sea Devil of mine who wasn't – we weren't at the same time, but Brent Grimes was a Hamburg Sea Devil too. Okay. Um, and so uh, – but the, what the really fun part about being in Hamburg was that the Hamburg Sea Devils moved. They, the year before, they were the Barcelona Dragons. Okay. Um, and I don't know if you know the difference between Barcelona, Spain, and Hamburg, Germany. Uh, not really. 
I probably, no. I mean, Barcelona's got beaches and and it's a little bit different than uh, it was. It was probably nicer. You wish you could have gone to Barcelona. <laughs> the good people of Hamburg were very kind to us, but it's no Barcelona, Spain. I was all world out there, which is uh, like someone mm. telling you you're the best of the worst. Right. And yeah. uh, <laughs> but, I mean, you've been all pro. I mean, all pro. That's all the games are played in the United States for most of them. But, yeah. But no, I would much, dude, look, like, look I would much rather game. I would much rather be all world than make the Pro Bowl. I mean, let's be honest. Right. Yeah. The Pro Bowl, you know, that's one continent. Right. right. I mean, the world yeah. is 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 the whole the world, entire, the yeah. whole dang world. man. I got back from that. And then the very next day went to minicamp, which I was in competitive football shape. So like I looked really good in minicamp. Turned my ankle up pretty bad in a preseason game. They just released me at the end of camp. And then I gotta I gotta give Les Snee credit, man. He called me up, you know, I drove down from Knoxville to Atlanta, quick drive. Uh failed my physical because my ankle was still hurt. Right. And I and I was down and at the time by then I had learned to just not care anymore. You know, mm -hmm. I've been released so many times and it's just like this is easy. You know, and he said, well, you know, you're not well. And I said, well here's what you're gonna do, Les. I said, you're going you're gonna to find some Jamoke off the street. You're going to sign him for a couple of weeks. And then when I get better, you're going to release him and I'm going to bring me back in. You and told said, him that. I did. If you don't know, Les Snead, Les Snead got his start in Atlanta, worked his way up through the front office, and now is the GM with the Los Angeles Rams. Les is the F them picks guy. Right. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which has got to <laughs> so You got told a ring. him that. I don't think I said Jamoke. I think I said for a couple of weeks. And then, uh, and then when I get better, I'll come back down here and, and, and you can just, I'll take a spot. And Les uh -huh. laughed and he said, okay, no problem. And I thought he was kidding. I thought they would never call me back. And then uh, sure enough, I got, I got well enough to, to where I felt like I could go. Cause I mean, obviously I'm not ever going to sit there until I'm a hundred percent. I mean, they'll forget that about never you. Happens. You'll yeah. be gone. And there, you won't even be a, 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 on anybody's radar. If you just disappear for three or four weeks. Right. I think, I, I think two weeks. Oh, yeah. I think I was back down there. And then the rest is history, you know? Like, I was on the practice squad that first year with Jimmy Mora and, the, and uh, you know, Jags and all that fun stuff we had going on. Yeah. The next year, that's when Tom came in. And, you know, so we're in camp, and Tom Cable's a great football coach, man. And then, you know, we got Alex there, too, which, was like, there was nothing better than being in training camp and getting to listen to Alex Gibbs coach and talk. I mean, and if you, if you could handle the, the cussing, and just the, just getting just absolutely just just cussed out for making a uh -huh. mistake, and if you could just get past that, man, you could learn some stuff, man. And really I, I, I talked about that. I was on last night with the uh, Falcoholics, and uh, I talked about Alex Gibbs, and I said that same thing. You know, he if he called me up to his office one day, and I thought I was having a pretty good camp, you know, and he's like, <laughs> McClure, if you don't pick your up he said i'm gonna have somebody in here to replace you tomorrow you know and he knew how to how to motivate right. guys how yeah. to create a little bit of fear in you to to get yeah. a little bit more out of you but he also taught us so much his start was with woody hayes at mm -hmm. ohio state as a defensive back coach he learned the game from that side of the ball and what he taught us and the, the techniques and the drills we used to do do was just unbelievable guy yeah. but you were gonna get a cursing oh yeah know? Tyson, I don't know if you remember. You remember the the one <laughs> practice where he, he chewed me out. I think I snapped it early. I don't remember what it was. And he's hollering on me, McClure, you're about a dumb. You're about a dumb. Yeah, you got to right. snap the ball when a quarterback calls for it. So the next time, uh, I don't know, I did something to piss him off. I snapped it early again on purpose.
and he jumped me. And I've never been so mad in my career. And I, I cursed right back at him. And he loved it. He started he, laughing. That's what he you wanted. Know? He wanted right. to see who would fight back. Tyson also talked about, you know, he'd bring us in on, on Thursdays or Fridays. And it might have been even been before our Saturday walkthrough and talk about life, you know, talk to yeah. guys about what are you going to do when you get done playing. I remember him saying, you're not going to. You're not going to go sit at home. He's like, your, wife, your wife's got a schedule. She's used to doing her thing. Mm -hmm. And if you go just sit at home, it's not going to go good. She don't want you at home. You're not going to want to be at home. No. Um, so, you know, no. he was hard He's, on us, but he also talked about right. life. That's you know? right. He still, it didn't matter who you were. It didn't matter how much money you made. He was going <laughs> to tell you exactly what he thought. And it wasn't going to come out all, you know, rainbows and and. And all, I mean, he was going to tell you straight up that you were. And did, Tyson, the thing about him, I don't, I don't think it goes on anymore these days. Alex didn't just coach the offensive line. Nah. You know, he coached the running backs on, you know, one cut, yeah. get it north. He told them, he coached them on what their read was. He coached yeah. the quarterbacks on uh, the fake and the bootleg off of it. Yeah. You asked me about influential coaches. He was one of them. But, like, I had so many coaches, right? There's no way to say. Now, I think, honestly, like, I got my, my you know, go F yourself attitude from him more than it. Because, I mean, <laughs> once I learned, once I learned, you know, if I could look at that mean little <laughs> and tell him, you know, hey, get, the f get out of my face, right? Uh, yeah. Then I could, then I could say it to anybody. Al Miller in Atlanta, when I first got there, I was drafted in the seventh round, uh, was a Louisiana boy, and he kind of took me under his wing. Um Literally, you know, he gave me the, the name Mud Duck. Uh, right. He gave you the name. Everybody had a nickname for Everybody. Coach Al Miller. That's right. Yeah, your nickname was Big Bear. He called uh, me Big Bear. And, you know, like Tyson to this day, I don't know if he really knows what my first name is. He only calls me Mud Duck. You know, I right. talked to him on the phone, and it's Mud Duck this, Mud Duck that. And uh, he wanted me to name this podcast, what was it, Duck Tales? Is that what Mud it was? Duck. Mud Duck Tales. Mud duck tails. There you yeah, go. that's just a way better name. It's a way better name than the snap back. That's stupid, but whatever. <laughs> sorry, if that was Heidi, if that was Heidi's idea, I'm sorry, Heidi. But hey, mud duck tails is way better. Um, we, we might have to partner up, and we can name the, the partner podcast Mud Duck Tales and Big Bear. Mud Duck and Big Bear. Hey, but uh, <laughs> hey, an Al, Al Miller's story. This is this is funny, right? So I, when Al was the strength coach, I was still on the practice squad, right? And then I only was only there with him for uh, you know that that first year. I was country, right? The season's over, and I had been on a practice squad the whole year. He says, you know, I'm in my little after, you know, end of the season meeting. I go see Al Miller. Go see, you know, whatever. And he's like, Big Bear? And I'm like, yes. He says, you got all the tools. And I said, he said, you can run, strong, smart. I said, oh, thank you. Well, I'm not I'm like, I'm like, just keep them coming, coach. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll take all the comments you want to give me, you know? And he's like. He leans in real close and he goes, "Don't go pissing on the old campfire." <laughs> and I and I just went, and I because I mean I'm I'm you know from East Tennessee I've heard all kinds of crazy you know and uh -huh. I I've never heard anything like that I don't know what that means and 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 I so you know I'm, I'm like uh, yeah okay and he's like you follow me and and I'm like yeah of course and I and then I'm like hell no I don't know what what is he talking about I have no idea what he was talking about. You know, and so, but I just said, yeah, yes, sir. Thank you. Yeah, I got you. Don't, don't go pissing on a campfire. I got whatever you say. <laughs> well, he had some things. I mean, it was, uh, 
boy, that boy there, he's stronger than 10 acres of garlic and sure as grits of groceries. You know, he had all those oh, things. Oh, he said it all, yeah. And Tyson, just an unbelievable guy. I can remember uh, before game, he had a little canister, and I don't know if you remember this, it was called Growling Dog, and he might have stopped using it when you got there. And it said it on the, on the label was Growling Dog. Well, he's going around to each locker and tapping a guy on the shoulders and guys are opening their mouth like a little bird and he's putting one scoop in their mouth uh and he gets over to me and i didn't know what to do i didn't know what it was he was giving us and so i just i opened my mouth and he goes here you go my duck and i'm like all right coach i took my growling dog because everybody was taking growling dog you know and you had yeah. no choice yeah. with coach no miller choice. So that's right. You know, just to let everybody know. So Tyson and I would, we would sit together in our, in our meeting rooms in our offensive line meeting rooms. And me, I was a coach's son. You know, I was never going to buck the system. I was going to do everything that the coaches wanted. If they told me to go hula hoop and stand on one leg, yes, sir, I'm going to be hula hooping. So Tyson wasn't that way, you know? So (laughs) if if we would be in a, in a game plan, like an install meeting and they're putting in a protection or they're putting in a scheme and, you know, I didn't think it would work. I would kind of tell Tyson, you know, man, I don't think this is going to work. Knowing the whole time that when I'm telling him this, that he's going to stand up or when you saw his hands come up, uh, he would just point blank say it this this ain't gonna work we, we can't block it that way you know so i use tyson yeah to help right. speak for for the group and uh we work good together that's right you know? Know? like some time. people would call that being a coward but i mean you're just being you man you know whatever <laughs> what you always fell for you know i might yeah. be smart but i'm not bright you know there's a difference so going into that tyson and you you're talking about you weren't scared to tell anybody your true uh, feelings and how you felt it, whether it was scheme or, you know, how guys were getting treated. And then right. Bobby Petrino comes in the mix. And, that was a problem. Uh, <laughs> that didn't work out very well for us. So he hated my guts. He hated right. my guts. Uh, so guys, but so Bobby, Bobby Petrino came in. Of course, everybody knows the situation. Mike Vicks, our quarterback, uh, he gets in trouble. He thought he was coming in to, to coach Michael Vick and Mike's gone. You know, um, mm-hmm. so we, I think that year, Tyson, we had uh, Joey Harrington, Byron Leftwich, uh, and Redmond. Was Redmond, Chris Redmond. Redmond came, you know, yeah, Redmond was there. So <laughs> those three guys were not Michael Vick, you know, completely different yeah. styles, but the, it was the way Petrino came in with that dictator, you know, you're going to do it my way. You're not going to talk to me. You're not going to look at me. It didn't sit well with guys that were professionals that, you know, we're getting paid to play the game. And I don't think you can coach with that type of mentality. So Tyson and, and Petrino didn't hit it off too well. Well, you know, like you said, like if something's just clearly not going to work, right? And, and I remember specifically, uh, we're trying to run outside zone. <laughs> and they wanted the guard to run past the three technique you know, strong to the play side and have you go reach the three technique. It's impossible. Right. It's not going like, to happen. It, it, yeah. if, if that guy can, if the center can reach a B gap player for people who don't understand, like if the center's the next to the center on both sides, of a gaps. And then after that is B gap, C gap, D gap, and so on. Right. So there's no way the center's going to run over here and, and get leverage on a guy that's, that's two people away from him. Right. So and it like you talked about earlier, you might you, you could do it in a college game, you know, because yeah. you're going to play oh, yeah. guys that aren't as talented. It'll work there, but not not a, it's impossible. Well, because uh, who's the best athlete on the field? And uh, like you like because that was those were that was sap. Right. 
So just right. imagine right. Aaron Donald, right? Or JJ right. Watt being a three technique, right? Or, or your buddy Booger, right? It's just, it, there's, it's impossible. And this is how they're installing this run. I'm just like, I, you know, and then I got, and I got you next to me going, I ain't gonna work, man. I ain't gonna work, you know? And so, you know, and I, I mean, I knew it wasn't gonna work and it did, it was awful and it didn't work and we were terrible. But, no, we uh, were terrible. We but were you know, terrible. but real about what really got him to where he hated my guts was when I broke my elbow. Remember when right. I fractured my elbow? Oh, yeah, so, I remember it. I was gonna ask you about that next. Yeah. So, so we were down there doing a, a, a goal line drill and I'm running off the ball trying to block somebody to my left. And my, my good college buddy, Ovi Mahaley, runs right into the back of my arm. <laughs> And just 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 exploded my elbow, right? And it was go over to see little Medlin, right? And Ron Medlin was our trainer at the time. And I was like, I said, man, I hurt my elbow, man. I don't know what I did to it. He was like, I got you, because you know when you're trying, when you don't have a guaranteed contract, you don't want to miss anything, right? You're like, I got to be in there, absolutely. And so I I go out there, and he tapes it up, and the very next play, I run out there and try to use it, and I'm like, oh nope, that ain't gonna work, you know? And and so the the tape didn't fix it, and uh, and so for the rest of training camp. I couldn't use my arm. I remember. I mean, I couldn't, yeah. I mean, it was, I couldn't use it. And I'm standing there trying to block Grady Jackson with one arm. Hey, playing. but Grady was the best practice guy to go against in the history of the NFL, right? <laughs> he was. Or Babs. Grady didn't. Babs knew how to practice, man. You know, and, and Rod Coleman knew how to practice too. But yeah, absolutely. Um, they, they didn't want you to put your hand. If you don't put your hands on me, I right. won't put my hands that's on right. you. Yeah. Let's we just use our deal. feet. Get yeah. where we need to be, right? And then we'll be good to go. It was awesome. But so for the rest of the training camp and, and every game, and then they, they gave me a big brace that locked it into place. And, uh, and I kept going into the – I went to the doctor, and I was like, you know, my, something's wrong. Like, I can't lay on my back with two and a half pounds and do this and do a tricep extension. Like, something, I got pain in my elbow. It hurts. And they x ray right. and they're like, we don't see anything. And I'm like, huh, okay. <laughs> you know, and uh, whatever y'all say. Uh, must just must just be mental. Tyson, I can remember you playing that that season and that uh, preseason with that elbow and shoot. You had some success out there on the field with with one <laughs> arm. You had no choice, really, right? I, I, yeah, I had. I mean, what was I going to do if I if I went in there and said I can't go? They were going to release me. I didn't get any empathy from them at all. I hurt my left elbow. I'm playing left guard in camp. I'm, I can't I can't get my hand on the ground. I can't because I can't extend my elbow all the way. So I'm playing, I'm playing left guard with my right hand on the ground. Uh, and we're in a, we're in a goal line drill. Right. And they, and I, and, and there some of our goal line runs didn't make a lot of sense. Right. They're yeah, asking right. me to, to, to reach a guy who's, you know, way over there and I'm running out there best I can, but I can't use my left arm. And so he gets, in, it's probably Babino, probably he gets in the backfield, makes a tackle in the backfield. And Mike Summers, our O-line coach at the time, right after this guy makes his tackle on me, asks me, if, if I know that this is a live drill <laughs> and, and, that, and that's when I got in trouble. Right. Because I just kind of looked at him and just gave him the, you know, just right. gave him the, I just, I just shush. I just, that was it. That was it. Right. I mean, you know, never mind the fact that I'm just out there doing whatever I can do. Never mind that you're, this play is dumb. And most people yeah. can't get out there and block that guy anyway. Definitely not one who can only use one arm. You get called to the principal's so, office. So, you know, and I, at this point, I'm like, you know, hey, coach wants to see this office. You know, at, at that point, I'm thinking, I'm going to get on the phone with my agent and find out what's really wrong with my elbow. 
because <laughs> you're not running me out of here. Like my elbows hurt. I'm not going to pass the physical anywhere else. So, uh-huh. uh, so I thought I was gone. Right. And, uh, I get up there and he's like, why, why would you think that it's okay to wave <laughs> off your O-line coach in the middle of practice? And like, and I just looked at him and I said, well, you know, I was probably not the thing to do at the time, coach. And I said, and I said, but honestly, I just didn't really appreciate the comment. <laughs> you know, like, like I clearly understand what we're trying to accomplish here and that this is a live drill, right? That, you know, if you want to coach me, tell me, you know, hey, you need to, your first step needs to be a little bit more right. lateral or something, right? Don't give me some BS line that, you know, uh, you think the head to, coach wants to hear? Well, yeah, you're trying to embarrass me in front of everybody. Like, I'm not already embarrassed enough that the guy right. made a tackle in the backfield. But he still uh, – but somehow, I got out of that meeting, I still had a job. I, I've talked before, you know, uh, about you and I and even, you know, other guys, how GMs, they go draft guys. And, oh. uh, you know, they show up in our meeting room, and we would know within two or three weeks, this guy ain't going to make it. You know, no, he's no – question. No he doesn't have he doesn't have it mentally. He doesn't have it, you know, his work ethic. This guy will never play in the NFL. And you know, right. I can remember having conversations with yeah. you, but you know, it's a draft pick or it's a guy that that they threw their name out or put their everything on the line for. So they're gonna give you more opportunities to go prove that they didn't mess up that draft pick. That's right. I don't understand that part of it, and I don't. And maybe some GMs do it different, but. I, if I was a GM, I would go into those meetings and a guy like you, a guy like me, and ask my opinion of a guy right. in the room. You know, and we never got never got asked. And um, no, you, know, you no, got guys. That I are, mean, not me, right? I mean, I was I was still trying to make it, right? I mean, but right. now when we got when we got older, and yeah. and I was more established, yes, for sure. But a guy like you, I mean, you've been running that room for years at that. And, point. and I was yeah. really talking about older. I'm not yeah, gonna throw yeah. names out there, but we knew guys when they were drafted. He's not going to play, you know, he'll never play. No. Uh, and I've actually been, I was wrong once. Cause one yeah. of those guys went on to had a decent career in other places. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I didn't hey, see it hey, coming. I didn't hey, see it we're going to throw his name out there. Cause I, we're going to get him on here. Joe Holly. Y'all I'll tell y'all <laughs> Joe Holly came in and Joe, I don't know if it was just a shock to him, how everything worked, but Joe was just the most miserable human being looked like he hated football uh looked like he did not want to be out there and, and Tyson hit it on the head we talked about man this guy may not make it through training camp he may not get through the year he went on to have a good career you know played in Atlanta played in Tampa and it started uh, in Tampa for you know several years I don't know well, Joe had an there. unbelievable motor you know the the uh, nasty boys with, with you and and yeah. Dahl and Blaylock and uh when Joe had opportunities to come in, he learned a lot from you guys about how to finish. And that was one of his trademarks in Tampa was he was a guy that was going to go, you know, he's going to finish, going to pick you off of piles. But he right. was one I would have bet everything I had that, nah, he won't last too long. And <laughs> hey, he did. But you know? I only missed one. All right. I didn't miss any right. others. But, you know, what, what really, but what hurt me always, right, what really hurt me always was that when those free agents would come in, those guys that didn't get drafted, those guys – that they were just kind of there holding a spot, right? right? And and I watch those guys, and I think that guy's got a chance. And he'd outplay that guy all through camp, outplay him, outplay him, outplay him. What was that guy's name, my duck? That that ended up going to New Orleans. We tried to keep him on a practice squad, ended up going to New Orleans and got hurt. Guard or like, tackle? No, he was a tackle. 
uh, he was he was from Fresno. He was one of Pat's guys. Uh, oh, uh, Lurch. Um, yeah, like, God, dog. We called him what? Lurch. Like Dang. Lurch. Oh, we'll I, think I, about it here in a love minute. That, I, I love no, that. No, no, he had a hell of a camp. Yeah, yeah, and, and they were, he outplayed all those guys that got drafted, right? And 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 just worked harder, was smarter, and was just better, right? But at the end of the day, right? Uh, yeah. I've got more invested in that guy, so I'm going to keep Absolutely. that guy. Absolutely, and that's and one you, thing. I, you know, I, I understand it, but I don't understand. You know, uh, well, good good leaders have to be able to say. I messed up. Yeah. I messed up on that one. Let's, like, like, wh- what's going to make our football team better right now? That right. guy's better than that guy. Let's let's just bite the bullet, you know, or or try to see if we can't slide this guy into the practice squad or something. If I want to keep him around, something I got to do something different. Right. Because you, you start yeah. losing credibility. You start losing credibility. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And, and I'll yeah. tell you, and, and the one thing, one of the cool things that when I was in Denver, Mike Shanahan would cut anybody. Mike Shanahan mm. didn't care. Mike Shanahan, like, if he drafted somebody and that guy didn't wasn't panning out, Mike Shanahan would cut him in a second. So, Tyson, you know, I, um, this is not going to be, the, hopefully, the last time you're on here, and I know we can go forever. What was your, in your NFL career, your, your number one or your top couple of moments, your top couple of memories out there on the field? Uh, is there any games that come to mind? So, yeah, so we, we went, uh, I think we won in overtime in New Orleans one time. That was pretty awesome. What was that yeah. in 2010, maybe? Uh-huh. Uh, uh, maybe nine. I don't know. That was that was fun. The first three quarters of the NFC Championship game was pretty awesome. Moments like that are pretty special. But honestly, the most fun I've ever had in the shortest amount of time on a football field was opening day, Matt's first start. Right when we just we just scored like three touchdowns, like 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 so fast. Right, right. he hits Jenkins. Uh, he hits Jenkins on the yeah, he hits Jenkins right away. Like. Like running down there, like oh my god, it was amazing. And then we come back out there, and then the very next play, I think Mike T broke one for like sixty or something. And I do it again, and I run down there, and then I, I'm thinking, oh, I better stop doing this. I'm not. I'm gonna be exhausted before before we get down there. Um, that was great because we were so bad, right? Yes. You can remember. <laughs> so, so we didn't win the game, but it's an awesome story. Uh, so DeAnthony Batiste. Da, yeah, right. So he's um, coaching now, right? Is he in Oakland? Oh, I don't know. Ben Wilkerson's yeah, coaching ben somewhere. Wilkerson's was with the Jets. He was on. I saw him in the background a good bit uh, on Hard Knocks. Ben Ben's with the Jets. He was in. I Chicago. watched every episode. I didn't see him. <laughs> you got to look hard done, enough. You must man. have done a good job of uh, hiding from the cameras. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, so that went. So we Keenan, you know, woke up that morning. It was a Thursday game, I think. Thursday night. <laughs> So Ken, we we wake up and we go down to the meeting in the morning and Keenan's not there. And, you know, and if somebody doesn't come to a meeting, it's like, oh, crap, what's going on? You know, and he so we find out he's sick and we're like, all right, well, hopefully they can get him right. And then I, I remember we walked out you were because we used to ride together. We remember we walked into the training room together and, and immediately both of us looked to our right. And Keenan's got a blanket on and he's laid up in the training room under a blanket like this with a beanie on. And uh and I'm like, eh, that doesn't look, that doesn't look good. <laughs> so I can't imagine how sick he had to have been, right? Because, it, it, you know, like you're going to go, right? Unless you just absolutely can't. So he must have right. felt horrible, you know? And so, but he stayed and stayed and stayed, right? And then finally, and so finally, nobody, nobody really knew what he was going to do. You know? oh. And I can just, I can just imagine the, the tug of war in his mind, right? 
like, I, I can't, I'm not do this. I can do it. I can do it. Oh, I can't do it. I, I feel terrible. You know, finally, uh, I think Medlin still, Medlin goes over there and says, like, hey, he probably said it. Like, he probably said, hey, yo, <laughs> you need to get up and figure out what you're going to do. <laughs> so, so Keenan gets up and, uh, you know, went home. Right? He said, okay, I'm sick. And he, he just left. He just went home. Well, then all right. of a sudden, Mike Summers walks up to D'Anthony Matisse and says, starting at right guard. And, uh, and, and I'm sitting right next to him, and I'm like, I hit him, and I'm like, let's go. You know, what am I supposed to do? Well, you know, I don't want to go. You know, look at me like, we're And so, because so, he, he had a good career, too. He was, I mean, he, was, he could play. No, and, he uh, was. He was athletic. And uh, so then he just, his whole, it's like you could just see it on his face, right? Like everything changed, right? And, and you know, he got so amped up, and he started doing he was doing clap push-ups in the floor. Remember, he was, it was nuts. It was nuts. And then, then we go out there and the game starts and this dude is running around like 15, 20 yards down the field, just, just like a dog, just chasing people, right? And then about midway through the second quarter, we get in the huddle and he looks at me and he goes, so tired. And I'm like, well, damn, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah, <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I remember Tyson, oh. my first time going to, at LSU, going to run. Our conditioning was gassers, and I just got there. And I didn't know. We never ran a gasser in high school. So those first three gassers, dude, I was getting it. And oh, I had yeah. the, the older linemen were looking at me, and they were telling me, like, dude, you need to slow down. Slow down. You're making us look bad. Well, that fourth and fifth gasser all the way up to 10, <laughs> I didn't finish on time, you know. No. but. I want to get, you know, the high five O line. I want to get us all the nasty boys, get us all together again, because there's, there's things that, that I forget about. And Tyson, that, that stretch with those guys, when we would go into a meeting room, man, we, we weren't just there. We were in there to learn. We were, got serious, right. but. Oh, we took fine. our job. I mean, we took that seriously, man. It was our job and we were good at it, but we also knew how to have a good time. Well, we so, had a great time. We had our fine board and, right, you know, right. you had, it was long days up there and you uh, a lot of physicality, but we knew how to unwind a little bit and have fun with each other. And uh, right. that fine board was just, it was unreal. It was our way to, to cut up a little bit. And, uh, you know, right. we take that money at the end of the year and uh, Tyson took this tradition down to Miami later on, but you know, yeah. We'll tell that story now. Yeah, that'll be next time. Next time, we'll talk about we'll talk about my year and my year in the sun next time. (laughs) But Uh, what I I miss the most about the game, Tyson, when I retired, and I'm sure you're the same way, is in in the locker room after a big win, you put in that that week of work and to go sit down with you guys, and for me, put a dip of Copenhagen in and just sit in that locker room and enjoy those moments. I miss those moments. I miss hanging out with you guys in, in our O-line meeting room and just the times we had and, the, you know, the the stories we made, just a good group of guys. And I, I tell people all the time, we were that, that nasty boy group. We were good on the field, but we were even better off the field, you know, as as dudes. We got along great. We loved being around each other. Yep. And that's what I miss the most about, about the NFL and the paychecks. Other than that, you know, uh, those paychecks are, are nice. Good. Those so. are nice. <laughs> Tyson, I, I don't know if you watch, but I absolutely love it. Jason Kelsey, I, I think our careers kind of mirror, mirror each other. We're built the same, you know, wear the same number. I watched his Amazon uh, documentary, and I just respect his uh, approach for the game. 
and the way he handles it. And I love stuff like that. Like you talked about hard knocks, watching hard knocks. I live for stuff like that now because it brings me back to the locker room a sure. little bit. But but those two guys, man, they, they, they timed it up right with that podcast. And it just brings me back to the good old days. Have you been – You've been watching any of the, the, the Kelsey brothers? Yeah, like, I've watched a little bit of it. It's, I mean, it's hilarious, right? Because they have, you know, they're brothers, right? And so they have that good rapport. It's like watching Peyton and Eli, you know? It's just right. like, that's hilarious. Yeah. And, uh, and so, but, uh, but hey, man, Travis is playing with fire now. He needs to be careful. I mean, like, I don't know him and I've never met him, but yeah. damn, this dude, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I appreciate swinging the bat, you know. I mean, and he took a big old cut at it, but right. uh, you know, I don't yeah, know. He, he, you know, yeah, he's playing with fire. I hope they live, uh, you know, have a, a fairy tale, live happily ever after. But be fantastic, Tyson. If, if he, like he said, he's got paparazzi following him around. <laughs> we will see so many yeah. Travis Kelsey jerseys burnt by the Swifties. <laughs> You know, my, my daughter's a Swifty. She loves Taylor oh. Swift. Right now, she said our world, she said, Daddy, mine and your worlds are colliding right now. Uh, football <laughs> and Taylor Swift, they're colliding all right. I hope it works out, but uh, it could be tragic for the poor guy. Dude, he's, you know? he's, he's under that microscope now, man. I mean, uh, yeah. it's, it's whew, no thanks, He man. is, yeah, for sure. And then, you know, before we go to the last topic, we'll talk about one of our guys, Matt Ryan. Uh, right. I get asked right now, you look at, at Desmond Ritter and um, the struggles he's having right now early, and mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, you know, I look back to, to Matt Ryan when he was a rookie. Right. We knew he had it, you know. We had a hell of a running game. We had a hell of a defense. But Matt understood. He had an understanding of the game. He had an understanding of timing, when to get the ball out. Yep. He had some pretty good receivers. So I think, right. you know, for me, comparatively – for, for Desmond Ritter, he's got a long way to go. And I think yeah. he's got to start making some improvements pretty quick. Because I, I, I know you realize that I realized that Matt was pretty special early, and he just yeah. kept growing. In my opinion, Tyson, Matt Ryan, he needs to go in the Hall of Fame. I think that the man's going to need a gold jacket in his closet there's, one day. There's no, no question, right? I mean, you take – I mean, well, like he had a perfect passer rating in the Super Bowl, or a damn near perfect passer rating in the Super Bowl, right? Right. And and they lost, right? In in epic fashion. Right? Yeah. Is that I mean why like you can't blame that on him. No. If he if they win that game, right, like like they should have. The narrative's completely is, is, is it even a question right. that Matt Ryan's getting going to the Hall of Fame? It's not I mean not in my mind. I mean just look at right. the numbers. Look at the yeah. numbers. Drop the snap, right? That was the one thing he did in that game that, that was a mistake, right? Yeah. And, and then, you know, he, he tries to throw the ball to Roddy. Roddy's on the, on, the, on the emblem in the middle of the field, right? Slips yep. and falls down. Yep. On the, and there's a little slick right there, and it goes right past him and hits the guy in the chest. And, that, yeah. you know, that happens that, you know, there are, there are dozens and dozens of teams every year, right, that are good enough to make it that don't, you know, and it's just a bounce of the ball here, a bounce of the ball there. So Tyson, man, I appreciate you coming on. And, you know, I've been looking forward to this, this episode. You gave me the shaft last week and, yeah, uh, you've got, you've got kids. You were in you Green Bay. And dude, You're I forgot to tell you, I got to tell you this. You sent me, Tyson was in uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin this week uh, with his son, trying to go to a few venues and let him experience that. But he couldn't have been there at a more perfect time for me. 
And was that was that from your phone that video? Yes. Yeah, that's my phone. I've been, right. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in Detroit uh, watching the Falcons, and uh, we get back to the bus, and I didn't even know the Saints had lost. I thought they had won the game. They were up eighteen to nothing at half. I did see that. Well, Tyson sends me the video of the groupie, the Saints kicker missing wide right, and it's like the best angle you could possibly <laughs> get. Tyson, I don't know if you've even seen it. I, I've been messing with Saints fans so hard. That video, last time I checked, it's got like 2,000 views on it. Um, <laughs> but it's just, I That's used awesome. it. I hope you don't hold it against me. It's it just, makes me so happy. It was, it it was perfect so timing. Well, yeah. You hate, but, I mean, this, oh, you hate Saints, the Saints geez. as much as I do. Oh, you know, it's God. just. But hey, you know, but I'm, I'm surprised that my video was so. Do you know how many beers I have to drink to go sit in the stands of an NFL football game? I mean, like it's amazing that that my that that it's not as shaky, you know, as it, as it could have been. Because oh, it was awesome, man. Like I can't stand crowds, and it's just like I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm here, you know. Yeah, that like, space but, probably not great for but you. But my either, son, but... my son loved it. He was so mad the whole time, right? Because that's all I talked about. I was like, look, I don't really care that much about the Packers, but I can get behind cheering against the Saints, you know? And so he's like, he's like, yeah, Dad, yeah. As long as the, as long as the Saints lose, it's going to be a good day. And I was like, damn right, buddy. And, uh, <laughs> and then he's pissed, right? The whole three quarters of the game, he's like, he's just kind of, looks he just looks mad right and i'm like i'm you know we're supposed to be having fun you know it's okay you know it's something that happens sometimes and then all of a sudden it was just like and it was over and it lost. i was like that's awesome <laughs> so man I, pre I appreciate you coming on uh this will be the the first of many episodes with mud duck and big bear uh one of my favorite guys of all time guy that I, I spent a lot of time with not you know talking about life uh competing on the field Tyson, I love you like a brother, man. And uh, love you, bud, man. I appreciate you having me on. And yeah. hey, you're pro this is a first class production. Uh, oh, Heidi's thank really, you. Heidi's really yeah. doing a great job back there. She, she's you gonna know? look for a raise now. For so. for every great podcast, there's a great producer in the background. You want to talk about something crazy? That was nuts. <laughs> I was just I like so you know my doctor told me he was like I said so what are my restrictions about a month after the surgery, and he was like no restrictions. I was like no restrictions. He's like, yeah, just listen to your hip. Your hip will tell you if, <laughs> if you do something, you know, that it, you know, it makes it hurt or whatever. All right, cool. So I, I started playing basketball and I was good with basketball. No. I ne it never hurt. No, it never hurt, ever hurt, never. And so then I was like, man, this is awesome. I'm a walking miracle. I never thought I would be a hundred percent just able to do anything I wanted to do six weeks after I had it replaced. Right. I, I just never dreamt yeah. it would be that fast. And so I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start stretching. I'm going to try to get some range of motion and get, and see if I can't, you know, stay limber, you know, cause that's, you know, be, getting stiff sucks, you know? No, it does. Yeah. And so, so I'm, uh, I go, I go to the gym and I'm like, Hey, I want to stretch. Let's, you know, and I want to work out a little bit, you know, and just try to, stay young, even though I'm not anymore, you know? And, uh, I'm like, let's do a goblet squat. And, uh, he's like, all right, cool, cool. And so I do one and it was my, you know, my hips were really tight and, and, and I was like, oh, so you're in the doctor's office at this time. No, I'm at the gym. Oh. <laughs> I'm at the gym and I'm glad I was, I got, cause, cause what I did, I would, I could have easily been doing by myself in the basement. Right. Like mm. I, and if I had, that had happened, I'd have been screwed. So I do, I get down there and I'm, I'm probably holding like 15 pounds 
And I was just, I was like, and it actually, it felt really good. I was like, man, that's, you know, cause I haven't been able to do that in the longest time. And, uh, and so I do another one and the, the second one, man, I just sank down in there. Like it was nothing. And I was like, man, like, this is awesome. I stood up, I did another one. I did another one. And then the guy I was with, he was like, all right, man, let's do one more and then go do something else. I was like, cool. So I get my fat down in there and I'm, and I'm in the squat like this. And all of a sudden I feel that some pop up on the, the ball pops up on the side of the socket and then slips back up and goes up into my glute. And I, and I just remember saying no. And like grabbing my leg and falling over because <laughs> I felt it. it went click, click. And it was up it, and it was out. And I was stuck, my dog. I'm telling you, I could not move. Like, you had to go to the hospital? Yeah, yeah. Dude, it, my dog, if there had been a horde of zombies coming to eat me, I would have been eaten. I could not, there was no, I could not get away. There was no way I could get away. Every muscle in my leg was just full spasm immediately. Oh, my god. And there was no, and, you, and I couldn't move it to stretch, right? So the, imagine the worst cramp in your hamstring you've ever had and not being able to straighten your leg and stretch it out. Oh, bro. It was awful. So Did they have to go back in to get no, it back they, in? So, like, I went to the ER, and they gave me um, uh, uh, some crazy medicine. Like, it was nuts. I went on a trip to a different dimension, and, uh, and it, I, I felt like I was going so fast. It was, it was like I was in a starship, and all the stars were going flying by me. And I was like trying to fight it. And then I finally just said, okay, don't fight it. Don't fight it. Just, you know, let it happen. Just let it happen. And then when I got to the end of my journey, um, I was there with, with a Jedi and we had a very, I said, dude, I swear. and so I had this conversation with this Jedi night. I think it was Ahsoka Tano. And, and so I'm, and, uh, and, and I remember this might be going into the podcast, by the way, keep going. That's fine. I don't care. This is an amazing story. So, so um, I'm standing there and I'm having this conversation with this Jedi Knight and I'm thinking to myself, this is the most profound and amazing conversation that I've ever had in my entire life. I cannot wait to go and share everything I learned with everyone. And then I woke <laughs> up, <laughs> then I woke up and, uh, and I heard the nurse say, we couldn't get it back in. And, and so then, and I said, what? And then the minute I heard her say that, and I started asking questions, I totally forgot what I, what we talked about in my, in my vision. And so I, all I know is that I had a vision and it was amazing. And I don't, (laughs) I don't remember what we talked about, but, uh, um, then they had to call in some bigger, a bigger doctor who came in and they gave me the medicine again, but this time I, I didn't go talk to anybody. So I, I just went. Maybe because you know, they knew you were going to tell the secret. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, she could have told me about the force. She could have told me how to um, save the world. I don't know. 